0: Don't just be a part of the industry, redefine it.
1: Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching, LLC today and schedule your strategic session.
2: Hey, security peeps. We are back again with another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity 2.0. Oh, and we are here for our leadership series. I am Renee Small, cyber super recruiter, super cyber recruiter, um, helping wonderful people get into cybersecurity opportunities and helping leaders bring in awesome talent. I am here with two amazing people today. First and foremost, my co-host, Chris Follon. Say hi to everyone, Chris. Hey, everyone. And our awesome guest for today, who was so amazing last week that we had to bring her back again this week. And if she's super awesome this week, we might have to bring her again next week. (laughs) Try out. (laughs) Try out, Sarah. So Sarah Moffitt is here. And Sarah, introduce yourself, please.
1: I'm Sarah Moffitt. Hi, everybody. I am a talent development expert. I'm I'm a leadership coach. I love working with people. And my motto for myself personally and for my company is that I want to empower and inspire people to really go for their dreams, to go for their goals. Um, My superpower is goal setting and goal achievement. And um, I really, I just love to serve and help people achieve their, their big goals to get to what you're supposed to be doing.
2: Awesome. So last week Sarah was here with us and she gave us a ton of things to think about. One um, Sarah is a, a TEDx speaker. Um spoke about leadership having a round table, having a, you know, making sure you have coaches. So today's topic we're going to just jump right in is should you get a coach? And we know that coaches are needed in sports all the time. Um it's a necessity. It's not a an if. It's you know who is going to be your coach, right? When you're yeah. either a professional or a student athlete. So, Sarah, jump in. Tell us about if people should get a coach and and um you know, that's it.
1: <laughs> should you get it? This is going to be the shortest podcast ever. Yes, the end. You should get it. <laughs> and a- we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and we're clear. Uh, no, I think that um, if you look at any any person who's at the top of their game, they did not get there by themselves. Bottom line. You know, you can get here, but you're not going to get here unless you have someone who is objective, who can look at you and say, okay, you know, you're Mike. Okay, Michael Jordan. You are like the king of basketball. You are awesome. Your your wrist is going a little too far on your shot. I can see that because I'm watching it from here. And I can tell you, you're overextending, cut back a little bit and watch it swoosh every time. Okay. Mary Lou Retton, your back handspring is perfect, but you need to tilt your head this way when you're going this way. So you don't over, right. The coach is the person on the outside who sees you as the best version of yourself. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want somebody outside of them to go, okay, here are all your strengths and here's how to strategically go after them so that you can achieve what you want to do. And, you know, if you've gotten to where you've gotten in your career and you feel like you're stuck, hmm, this is the time to get a coach. Really. This is the time where you get someone who's on the outside. You say, this is where I'm at. I remember. So I hired a coach last year and literally swear to God changed my life, <laughs> changed my life. Um, one of our first calls, she said, um, she said, how are you doing? And I said, oh. It's crazy. I'm doing this and 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 this. And and she goes, stop. Is it crazy or are you really challenging yourself? And I was like, oh, I'm really challenging myself. And then she said, once you put it that way, then your next question is, do you need to be challenging yourself that much? And I was like, whoa, no, I don't. <laughs> it was like this huge eye-opening, literally in our first session. So, so yeah. So, the long story short is, you should get a coach. I can give you a million reasons why, but yes, you should get a coach. Have you guys ever had a coach? No, I haven't. Yes. What was your experience? You have not. I I have not. No. Me. Chris Chris so got to get a tonight-
2: coach. <laughs> you could be a first male coachy no i've had i've had I've had, a,
1: I've had a guy before i well i shouldn't say like oh that, you did I have, I have coached a man before <laughs> i gotta go guys i'll see you later <laughs> We're on fire
2: today. We're having a good time. Um, yes, I have had coaches and I bring them in, especially when I'm learning different things mm. um, in regards to, you know, like you said, blind spots. I mean, areas where I may not know, um, you know, I have a, usually people are experts in a thing. Um, and then understanding where you can get sharper, better, more focused. Um mm. Just everything that you said about, about the, um, you know, the athletes. It's just so, it's funny because, and I said, and that's why I said, I started out with the athletic piece. That's just, it's just, it is what it is. Like nobody second guesses it at all. But then Mm -hmm. when it comes to, um, I think either leadership, well, and, and many corporations, and you know this, Sarah, there are leadership coaches, people are brought in all the time. Um, it usually happens though, like a, a, a big organization will bring in coaches for their most senior leaders. Right. So all the executives at the top typically have coaches um, that they're working with to help them with leadership. Um, it's just like the next layer down or the next couple layers down, that people don't necessarily see um, that all of that is happening. And sometimes the executives will tell, you know, will be transparent and say that they have coaches and then other times they won't. So you won't. So as an individual looking up, you may be looking up and saying, whoa, look at how far that person has gotten. Look at how polished, you know, all these different things, not knowing that they have someone behind the scenes
1: like Sarah working with them. You know, and there's always the behind the scenes like I was listening to um, to a very famous speaker. I'm not going to say who it was. And, and you know her. Right. She's she's everywhere. And she got to where she is. But if you if you get if you drill down, you'll find out. Oh, once she got to this level, sorry, I'm on the mirror effect. Once she got to this level, she hired a speaking coach. She hired an acting coach. She hired somebody to coach her on her nutrition and her posture. Like you hire people to help you get to the next level. Like it's an, it's we all know it, but there's for whatever reason, and I haven't figured it out. There's a there's a reluctance to invest the money. And sometimes like for me, I remember probably five or six years ago, I wanted to coach so bad. And I was um, like, you know, kind of a, a a mid-level manager at that point. And I went on LinkedIn and I, you know, looked for coaches and a bunch of people, you know, you can like, you can do that on LinkedIn. And a bunch of people wrote me back and they're like $500 an hour, $1,000 an hour. And I'm like, uh, I'm not an executive yet. I can't afford that. And so it was cost prohibitive for me at that point, um, but that's when you get into like that's when you, if you are breaking into cybersecurity or if you are at that mid senior to and you're aspiring to that senior executive level, that's when you, um, you you get a you go do group coaching or something like that where it's more affordable and you can start to to make some moves. But yeah, when 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 athletes do it, you don't think you don't you don't think a second thought about it because duh, of course you get a coach. You want to be Ovechkin. You want to be, you know, Michael Jordan. You want to be the cream of the crop. And so, yeah, of course you get a coach, but here's something that, that people may not may not know. And I read this in a book called high performance habits to be a top level exec. You need the same physical stamina and energy as an NFL athlete. Wow. And so, you know what? What are you eating? How are you exercising? Because if you think about what you're dealing with at that level, and as you as you ascend the leadership ladder, the reason that so many executives— well, one of the reasons so many executives have coaches—is because the higher up you go, the less feedback you get, the less honest, candid feedback you're going to get for sure, mm-hmm. right? Because you're up there, and nobody wants to say, "Hey, you suck at your job," so, or nobody likes you because you're mean so you you hire somebody to come and tell you that hey you know you need to work on your culture that's a nice way of saying it but go ahead chris i
3: I was gonna say what are some of the signs that in in someone's career that they might need a coach like someone looking at this this podcast like when when they when would they say in their career okay i need a coach other than the levels that you set like Mm -hmm. what are, are they having a blocker in their career? Are they, do they feel like they're helpless? Like, What are some of the signs that they might not realize are calling for them to have a coach?
1: I think some good signs are if you look around and you see people that are going faster than you and you're thinking to yourself, why did they get to that level and I didn't, you probably need a coach. If you feel like you've been in the same kind of role for, I would say, longer than three years, you should probably get a coach. If you know that you're being underpaid, you should definitely get a coach. And that seems counterintuitive because you're like, I'm underpaid. What am I going to pay to get a coach? And I'll tell you just, and I'm not I'm not promoting myself as a coach, although, you know, obviously this is what I love to do. But I'll, I'll just say, like, in my experience as a coachee, okay, as a coachee, after, 12 weeks of having a coach, I launched my own company. I went to a high-performance academy. I got a promotion in my career. I got a whole new job. I made some major, major decisions on my own health. I mean, I literally went from here to here in a matter of four months because I had somebody that was going, okay, now this is your target. Now this is your target. Now this is your target. And, And it was hard work don't get twisted. I had a lot to do to get it done. And then some of my clients, for example, I had one client who had been at this job and she felt really underappreciated and she was way overqualified. And we worked together after six weeks, she updated her resume. She went out and she got a job for double her income, which is bananas. Um, So, And that's, that's common. I mean, it's not common to double your income, but like I, I coached a guy who lives over here, um, and worked with him on his resume and how even how he was standing, how he was presenting himself, what he was thinking about himself. I'm like, Hey, you've missed this whole section of your life where you've had leadership experience. You're not even talking about it or acknowledging it. And as soon as he did, he literally started getting interviews three days later and got a new job for making 30 grand more a year. Wow. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, that's the difference. It's like, you know, you watch somebody putting, you know, doing their little putt, and somebody comes and stands and says, All right, now, you know, your, your hips are this way, shift them this way. And all of a sudden, they're sinking the ball every time. That's the difference. So I would say if you're looking around thinking, Why aren't I getting right. ahead? If you are um, underpaid, if you feel like you've been stuck for a while, if you aspire to hire and you want to get there faster right? So they say it's not about the goal, it's, be, it's about who you become in the process. And that's very true. And I'll tell you that there is a very clear delineation between someone who's willing to invest in themselves and someone who's not. So I'll just leave that there.
2: <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people look at, um, especially technologists, they look at um, becoming more tech, So Mm -hmm. they invest in themselves, right? They may invest in another technical course, another certification, another, um, you know, another thing, non-leadership type coaching, right? Um, And will feel like they're, you know, that's helping them get ahead. Right. Um, And it is to an extent. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring up the fact that it's taking it's looking at it from a different perspective, mm-hmm. and seeing like, you know, we we do invest in ourselves. And, you know, a lot of the especially in a tech, especially since it's a cybersecurity, you know, one of the number one requests um, when people are looking to make a move in their careers or looking to um, looking to. Um, to move up in their careers, even if they're in the same company. It's a, a lot of the, the number one request when I talk to candidates, and I think it's been um, documented, is that um, continuous learning, ensuring that you know they have like the technical expertise right. because they move so fast. Um, so I'm curious as to why we will tend to spend money on that but not necessarily look at the value in something like this.
1: Because you get a piece of paper at the end that says you have your CISSP. See, I can can prove it, right? I mean, one of the reasons I'm going, I'm finishing grad school right now so I can hold up a piece of paper to go under, look, I can't handle this mirror thing. Which way is it? This way? No, this way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving. You know, to have that piece of paper to say, yes, I am a master of management and leadership. You know, it's nice to have that piece of paper. You don't get a piece of paper after you get a coach. But what you get is a paycheck. (laughs) I mean, honestly, you know, so like last night I was talking with this guy and he's been um, he is a systems engineer. He's like so smart. And if you and I know him in person and I know he is the guy who loves to teach. He loves to be the person that has the knowledge and he loves to help other people have the knowledge. And so last night we were working with, with I, you know, I said, here's your three-month plan. Here's your nine-month plan. Here's your 18-month plan. Um, a three-month plan, you got to get a certification, bro. Like you, you need, you've been doing this for 11 years. You don't have a cert yet. You need to get a certification. Um, but the second thing I, you know, the second thing I talked to him about was networking. Like you need a strong network. You need to be on LinkedIn 20 minutes a day, every single day. Building your network, sharing knowledge. You want people to be looking. F- what is what does this guy have to say today? That's that's who, you want to be that person on your network. And then the final thing I said was, you know, you need to start thinking about you as a leader. So, in my in my other work, I have done cyber workforce development for a long time, and so I can tell you, like, when you're looking at competencies, there is a deep deep need for cyber skilled cybersecurity leaders, leaders who know the technology and know the people. And you, all of us know that there are few people that can do both well. Yeah. When there's a breach, right? Who are you gonna call? You're gonna call the person that can say to the executives that don't understand cybersecurity, okay, there's a breach. This is what it means for you in real people language and lead them through that crisis. And we've seen that clearly through this pandemic, like what are those uh, leaders that have the high EQ, the emotional intelligence who are able to talk the technology talk and talk the leadership talk? Guarantee you dollars to donuts, those folks had um, either leadership training and or a coach to help them get to that point. So you're willing to invest, long story short, you're willing to invest in, in, a, in a cert because you get the piece of paper that you can prove that you can do this thing, right? You can say, I know how to do this. But there will be a point in your career where are you going to stay technical or are you going to move into leadership?
3: And uh, don't Wait. Wait to phrase the question, I think a lot of technical people think that their, their technical prowess will help them help them grow. But to a certain point, you need to mesh with other leaders, you Mm -hmm. need to be able to communicate with them. And you need to be able to sell your solution or your recommendations. And if you're not able to do that in a charming, personable, (laughs) communicative manner, you're going to get shut down because you're going to go, oh, well, he, he just wants to sell the, the technical solution. That doesn't help me grow right. the business. That doesn't right. help me market. That doesn't help me close customers. Where it might do all those things, they just didn't communicate it in that way.
1: It's true. And at the end of the day, we talked about this last last week too, leadership is influence. <coughs> Bottom line, leadership is influence. So when you have a coach, you're learning to gain courage, right? How, how to stand up for yourself, how to say the hard things. Because leadership, you got to say the hard things when you're a leader, but you need to know how to do it diplomatically. And, um, you know, some sometimes you need to be kind of softer. And I'm not going to make any generalizations on cybersecurity professionals. I'm just going to say I have been a woman working in the technology field for over 15 years. And I'm usually the loudest and funnest person in the room. (laughs) And I'm, and I'm going to be the person that is going to get the idea through because, you know, everybody else kind of wants to stay behind. And, you know, like my dad, he was a senior systems analyst or something like that for the secret service. And he never wanted to be a leader. They had to like literally push him into, you know, he was like perfectly happy to be the man behind the keyboard forever. And there are some folks that are just like that. But if you're not like that, if you want to be managing a team and making more money, then you've got to learn you've got you've got to get a an education in some way, shape, or form on leadership development and how, you know, because you got to be able to talk to your teams. They need to love you.
3: Uh, and wanted, being a oh, go ahead.
2: I just wanted to add that one of the things that comes up a lot when it comes to hiring is fit, right? Cultural fit, personality mm. fit. And a person can be extremely technical and understand, you know, the technical aspects in and out. But one of the things that tends to ding people a lot is when they say fit, and it usually leads back to what Chris and Sarah just talked about. So, you know, not being able to um, effectively communicate, not being able to um, you know, have the, the kind of conversations where you can go in front of a client. Um, just recently, I had someone excellent from a technical perspective. We knew he could do the job inside and out, but the, the folks, um, the leaders said, you know, we can't put this person in front of our client. Mm. So,
1: dang, you know, that's when you need a coach. <laughs> that's, and that's hard to hear. Like, you know, I've, I have, had to say some really hard stuff to, you know. I have this one, I have this one client who's, I mean, she's a freaking rock star, but there is one area of her life that's been holding her back. And at some point, you know, it's like, all right, I'm going to hold the mirror up to you and show you the best version of yourself and show you, you have not been acting this best version. What are you going to do about it? Because this is something you're going to take with you from job to job unless you decide that you're going to wash it off, really. My my mom taught me that a long time ago. It's like taking a dead body with you. Are you going to drag it with you everywhere you go? kind of smells bad. So right. the coach is going to kind of help you let go, hose it off, and move up the ladder.
2: Yeah, totally. And I think what ends up happening is a lot of times, especially in hiring, you can't nobody's going to tell that person that, you know, that's going to be in the background behind the scenes. They're not going to say, oh, you're too abrasive, you know, whatever. They're not going to say that. It's just, in. A, you, you're just not going to get jobs. Or when you get in, you, you know, immediately are turning over and those types of things. So if there's a pattern of things happening, you know, eventually
1: it's not the company, you know, like <laughs> every
2: right. time.
1: if The common w- denominator is.
2: right. If you see a culture, like there's a company um, that I know well, and every year they have a new leader, a new CISO, like every year. It's like, okay, clearly it's not the people. Like every single year, you know, oh there's a new person.
1: I work I for that have- company. <laughs>
2: I have no comments.
1: So
2: (laughs) great comments coming through today. First of all, first and foremost, what I love about this group today, and we didn't do this on purpose, but Sarah, it's a ton of women on here. Um, I know. And Sarah is like the leadership, the leading ladies coach. So that's probably what it probably the guys were like, I'm not doing this. (laughs) Except Chris, because he has no choice. He can. (laughs) STUCK WITH THE ladies. He's stuck with the ladies. We love him. So um, a couple comments came through. Frankie Johnson says, good information. Claudia says, we take ourselves. Mary, she you said, you got to get a cert, bro. She said, love that. <laughs> um, OK, so Yamara is saying, communication skills are so important. But what are some other soft skills that should be emphasized?
1: by leaders in cybersecurity. Sarah,
2: can you hear me? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, the, your audio for me was breaking up a little bit, so I'm just reading it off the screen. Oh. Um, so okay. so I think for, for leaders, presence is very important. Like you need to be able to hold your presence in a room in a way that is commanding, but not domineering in a way that... Um, is authoritative without being authoritarian so there's like kind of this fine line of uh you know and and, um i just forgot her last name cheryl what's her name from uh facebook her book In. sanders
2: Sanders? is it cheryl sanders
1: no cheryl whatever everybody knows so lean lean in right you need to be able to have have your seat at the table so what does that mean for you so that's really important. But I will, but I mean, communication skills are important and it's not just um, being able to speak articulately. It's about being able to communicate a vision. It's about being able to draw people into that vision. It's about gaining influence so that, you know, so so I would, I would say it goes beyond communication. It goes into storytelling. And it goes into gaining influence. And how do you, um, how do you use affect and aspiration to get what you need to get? Wouldn't it be great if we did this? How do you affirm where somebody is? And it's you know there's so many levels of communication and leadership. You're communicating up, and you need to have that executive presence, and you need to be able to hold the room, and to tell an appropriate story to draw people in, and you need to be able to win the heart of your team. You know, there's different levels of leadership, right? There's the, there's the level of leadership where people listen to you because they have to. That's what their paycheck says that they have to do. And then there's the level of leadership where people are getting a paycheck to listen to you, but also they kind of like you, which is nice. That's that's where most of us live and that level of leadership. But then there's this next level of leadership where people listen to you because they respect you and they know you have, and they know you have their best interests at heart. And that level of leader is not positional. In other words, even if you're not called manager or supervisor, you can get to that level three of leadership by how you communicate, by how you interact with other people, by making sure that you are working on your superpower every single day by getting a coach, right? Then there's the next level up, and that's kind of where Oprah lives and you know, like the really cool leaders that we all that we all super love. Right. And then there's like Gandhi, Jesus level of leadership. So, you know, but what where we really wanna get was we wanna get to that level three, level four. And so that's, it's not just communication. It's, you know, how do you, are you building a network? That's a great soft skill. How do you deliver results? What are the processes you develop? Are you good at instilling culture? Can you drop, you know, so there's a lot there. I hope that I answered the question, kind of. Yep. Well,
2: so Alicia wants to know for leadership, what types of certs or education is needed.
1: Um, well, you can go to uh, uh, if you look at the nice framework, or we're, we're talking, we're talking cybersecurity. I'm assuming you can go to the nice framework, uh, at special publication 80181, and you can look. There are some uh, job roles in there that. Um, talk about program management. So that's one that you would want to look at. And what are the knowledge, skills, and abilities, KSAs? That is a competency. What competencies do you need in that area? But then there's also one called executive cyber leadership. Um, And so I would, I would recommend looking at that and seeing what are those KSAs that you need. And um, the NICS portal it's like us.niccs, I can't remember what it is. I can put it in the um, comments after the show. You can put in a work role in that portal uh, and it will give you a list of trainings and certifications that you can get that are aligned to that particular work role. And that will give you some really specific things. But like I'm finishing up my master's in management, my master's of science and management and leadership. I literally finished in like six weeks. So you can definitely go the route of that. You could go the route of becoming a certified coach. That's, I mean, every leader has to be a good coach, bottom line. You have to be. So any every good leader needs to be a good coach, I should say. So those are some ideas.
3: So we, we, we talked about um, the steps in your career to get a coach, um, the types of outcomes a coach will provide. But you have to be prepared um, to receive coaching. Mm-hmm. What what are some of the things that individuals need to do to prepare to receive coaching? Because sometimes mm-hmm. you, you get feedback, but you don't you don't take it in. So what what are some of the ways that you did when you were a coachy um to open yourself up to that?
1: And by the way, I'm still a coachy. So um, you know, have you ever heard like Doctors still have to go to the doctor, right? Just because I'm a coach, doesn't, <laughs> I don't need a coach. And right now, you know, for I, I had gastric bypass a few months ago. And so right now, for me, one of the things that is the most important to me is my nutritional needs. Because as I talked about earlier, to be a high performer, like, so you guys don't know me, but I'm just going to tell you, I'm a single mom of a five-year-old. I work full-time for the federal government. I run my own business and I'm a full-time grad student. And my son has been home with me for the last three months. And in that time, I've lost 30 pounds. Like I've reduced my mile by five minutes by uh, five minutes a mile. So like I'm busting my butt. And I cannot do that without proper nutrition and, and health. So I have a health coach right now that i that I'm paying because that is the area in my life that I need to focus on. So you know, there's different kinds of coaches for different things for you know, but as a leadership coach, um, what I would say is you must be teachable or put another way is you must be humble. You must be willing to say, I don't know everything. Um, You know, just because you took a leadership class a year ago does not mean that you are a leader. Just putting that out there. So you need to be able to to be teachable, to hear sometimes hard things. But the other part of it is, Chris, it's hard work you know, you're, you're setting up morning routines, you are facing your fears, like uh, I run this motivation masterclass. And we talk about there's three kinds of fears, there's um, loss fear, right? What am I going to have to give up to make this change? There's process fear, God, this is going to be hard. It's going to take a long time. And then there's outcome fear. Well, what if I go through all of this, and nothing actually changes. And at some point, you know, you've got to you've got to face those fears and say, Okay, what if, Nothing changes. And then what if it does? So that's like some hard internal work of walls that we have set up, protections that we've set up, that you're going to have to be willing to face. And again, this is not for the faint of heart, which is probably, you know, so a lot of people don't want to invest the money, but also it is work. And that's why there are few great leaders. That's why the great leaders stand out to us, because they did the work.
2: Yeah. I think that people tend to not realize how much work goes into the coaching. So the coaching is there to kind of guide. And, you know, when you think about a coach, going back to sports, think about a sports coach. But the person is doing the work, the Kobe's and the Michael Jordan's and these people, yeah. they, are doing, every day. they are putting in the work. Work. Okay, so a couple comments coming through here. Um, Blessed said, Thanks for highlighting the differences between a technically fit person and a leader. I do need a coach. So blessed, you can call up Sarah. (laughs) She is available. (laughs) Tabitha says, Thanks for the insight. What about the people who don't get a chance? How do they get themselves noticed? And I think I think Tabitha question.
1: "Mm -hmm." Um, what is your superpower? Tabitha, what is the unique thing that you add to your team that no one else does? Figure out what that thing is and practice it every day. I want you to set time on your calendar every single day for 30 to 45 minutes to learn something new about that thing, to increase your um, effectiveness in that thing, to grow that skill, whatever it is. And I want you to figure out ways to, to dedicate that skill to your team in a way that's going to move you forward. This needs to be, like I, I think I said last week, Like my thing is I'm the creative one. So I'm always taking in new pieces of information because I'm just storing them away. And one day, I'm going to pull it out because I'm going to give it to you guys as a creative answer to a problem that you've had for a long time. So I'm all I have I have an hour set on my calendar every single day for my professional development. That's how I know I'm going to always be a high performer. So you've got to figure out what's your superpower. How are you going to develop it? And then what's the unique way that you can add that to your team. That's going to help you stand out.
2: So Sarah, before we get into some more comments, how does a person figure out their superpower?
1: That is the thing you do naturally that, um, that you enjoy doing. So it's, So what, you know, um, I remember last year I went on this dream vacation and y'all, I wrote, (laughs) I worked on Leading Ladies the whole vacation and I sat by the pool and just wrote blogs and wrote training content because I love it. And so, you know, that's, that's something I know that I would do no matter what. So your superpower might be creative solutions. It might be, you know, at one point in my life, I was always just the person that did the administrative thing. Oh, here I'll do that for you. I got it. So that was the thing that I always added. Or maybe you're a great listener. Maybe maybe you can be the quiet person in the meeting who know who doesn't say anything. And then all of a sudden, when you open your mouth because you've been listening the best, you like lay down some truth that everybody's like, oh. maybe that's your superpower. So figuring out what it is, how do you listen effectively? How do you listen so that, you know, so that you can respond well? Like there are, there are things that you can do that will help to build those superpowers, but just pay attention to what you want to do naturally and then build on that.
2: I would also add, because I, I tend to do this with teens and young people too, when we're trying to figure out what it is, when they're trying to figure out, you know, what do I want to be when I grow up? And I would, I would even add Sarah to, to, um, Tabitha's, or I guess my own question, and then Mary asked it down here too. After I asked it, Mary Galloway's hat, how do you figure this out? Um, is to think about the things that you do in your spare time, like outside of work. Exactly, I think the one of the things is you know, we tend to like put on our work hat and say, Oh, these are the things I like at work. But if you're one of these people that can organize, you know, like can take chaos in a home or whatever and you have like a perfect closet or a perfect drawer you know come to my house (laughs) number one come (laughs) over (laughs) but you know you think about what people putting together systems like I know that you know Sarah you and I we hit it off because we're one in the same you know we we had the ideas we like boom 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 Chris is on the team because if he wasn't here, these podcasts wouldn't happen every week. He's like, Renee, get your act together. But I know, <laughs> you know like the processes, the, you know, all that kind of stuff. I need to I can't put it together like I can fall into it. If he's like, Renee, do A, B, C, D. I'm like, OK, great. You know, I check those four boxes. But to put that in, to put that in place, to sit there and map through every single step. That is not my superpower, so really understanding, you know, like coming up if if you're the creative one, like Sarah and like me, coming up with ideas, and you're like, oh, this would be great, this would be great, and some people, and Sarah, I know you'll probably you'll probably agree with me, they can't, they're like, you're all over the place, like they can't, it's you know, if we start saying stuff, because (laughs) yeah, he agrees, this is in my head, like we can see stuff clear as day. We can see, we're like, this is what it's going to look like. And somebody like my husband, that's why I call Chris my work husband. (laughs) He's my real husband. He's like, Renee, that's just words in the air. (laughs) Like, like, whatever. (laughs) Any concrete stuff. So that's what I would say when people say, you know, like, how do you find out your superpower? What would you be doing when you can't help you? And I say to the kids, the things that you get in trouble for. When I was little... Renee, you talk too much in class. You talk too much in class. I oh love hearing people's stories. I want to talk. I want to learn about yes. you. I want to know your stories, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's like the things you get in trouble for the things that they're like, stop doing it. Those yeah. are like, yeah. when you're super proud um, it's,
1: okay. It's, comment. So, it's so, so, so true by the way. Like, and, and you can, well, anyway, you already said everything you said it, you said it all right, but that's the, the things that you would do if you weren't getting paid to do. You would yeah. still organize your closet. You would still be the PTA person that's putting together the events. Oh, event planning. Maybe that's something you really right. like to do. So there, th- those are the key do- uh, giveaways. By the way, if you want to know, when I was in kindergarten, my teacher put silver duct tape on my mouth because I was talking too much in class. My mother, this was a long time ago, by the way, in case you can't <laughs> but my mother, who was 25, I will never forget her dressing down that teacher and like finger in her face. Anyway, so I got in trouble for talking too much. Yeah. Chris is shocked.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) I'm the quiet one in this group.
2: So Charles said, Charles, our dear friend, Charles. So Charles is here. He's almost like on every podcast of ours. And oh. he was our very first. So Charles was our very, very, very first um, podcast uh, breaking into cybersecurity person that we interviewed. And he is amazing. Oh, so wow. Charles has said, Sarah has made me realize I need to reflect more about who, what, why, where, and how with reference to me and my life.
1: Oh, I love so. that. Charles in I charge. <laughs>
2: So uh, let's see. Sarah made me real. Okay. Um, Tabitha comments again. She says, speak it. Facts. Speak it, girl. Tyrone. He is so cool. Tyrone says, please mentor, tutor, and adopt me. <laughs> that, okay.
3: that, that brings up a great question. Um, what separates a coach and a mentor and when do you need both do you do you need just one um what's your views on that
1: so i have both so i'll say that um i think if you've got a good because we talked about this mentoring last week if you've got a good solid round table of folks that are going to feed into specific areas of your life you are going to Um, You're going to do well. Right. That's that is a good way not only to to push yourself, but also to network with folks who might be able to influence with you and for you later. The difference is um, a coach. You're their priority. Right. I think a lot of times with a mentor, it's 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 a blessing being a mentor and being mentored both roles are a blessing right if i'm your mentee i'm blessing you because you're getting ready to put your legacy forward and you're and you're you know pouring into me and if and you know and i get the benefit of that so it's it's more of a blessing and it's and you can have a really good mentor who will challenge you like i have an amazing mentor through the executive women's forum and she has fundamentally changed so much about how I lead and think about myself professionally that I don't think I could have gotten to this place without her. Um, But her in combination with my coach literally blew up everything. Like it, it it fundamentally changed who I am as a person and as a professional, even as a mother, as a student. So the coach is going to get you that specialized view Uh, and you're paying them, right? So that's, that's, you're getting it twofold. You're getting someone who's, who's literally their sole job is to, is to teach you how to do this thing or coach you through it. But also you're proving to yourself that you're, that you're worthy of the investment. And by the way, I, you know, I wrote some notes that um, there's been studies done and that ICF noted, the International Coaching Federation that coaching tends to generate an ROI, return on investment of between four and $8 for every dollar you invest in coaching. So if you're spending $100 an hour on coaching, look for your salary to bump up, look for your productivity to bump up, look at your energy to bump up in a way that's gonna make you money uh, in the long run.
2: Sarah, a couple more comments. Claudia said there's magic in structure when you have so much going on like Sarah, you get into a routine full on.
1: Commitment, baby, uh, commitment. I'm up at four thirty in the morning.
2: Yeah, I'm an early one too. Tabitha again <laughs> says, "In spare time, love solving logic problems." So we were talking, you know, just now when we talked about what what you like to do. So
1: Tabitha, Tabitha uh, see if you can take the Gallup Strengths Assessment. Strength, don't I talk about that like every week? <laughs> it's strength so finder. good. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I don't know how much it costs. I I was able to take it as part of grad school, and it when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, how did they know me? And it helped me so so much. Me and Charles always got in trouble for talking in class. Uh, <laughs> Us but yeah,
2: Charles, that's yeah. why we're friends.
1: Uh, take <laughs> can take that Gallup thing because that's going to help you. Um, that's going to help you identify what your strengths are pretty darn quick. PDQ. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: And then Charles thanks us again, as usual. We love Charles. Um, But Sarah, we're about five minutes from, or four from wrapping up. Is there anything that, you know, anything you want to add at the end. So I know, Sarah, I know you're not going to promote yourself, but I am going to promote you <laughs> because I know how awesome you are and how much work you've been doing in the community um, for, you know, so many cybersecurity professionals, like you said, working in the federal government, doing all of that niceness. I mean, so many people that you have um, helped behind the scenes, um, you know, for a number of years. So Sarah has her own consulting company, leading ladies, right? Yep. leading ladies, But we, leading but, ladies but a man can. or two can, can, can come in if you so choose. I will, I will, I will
1: accept <laughs> a man or men. two.
2: <laughs> Open to men, only good ones. <laughs> um, and she is having a course that starts next. Is it this week or next week? Yeah. Group so
1: group coaching, it kicks off next Thursday. Um, And I am offering a discount so I can put that in the, in the show notes, but even if you don't sign up with my group coaching, or if this isn't the right time for you, because listen, it's gotta be the right time for you. Like we talked about earlier, you've got to be in a space where you're willing to, to find out ways that you can change. Like sometimes your coach is going to say things that's going to hurt your feelings and it's going to, and it's like, my my mentor actually took one of my coaching classes and and she you know she had she she got a lot out of it, but i but like some of her notes were like, this was really hard. like I like I was very it, it's it's hard. so you've got to be in the right space for it. but if 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 you cannot afford an an individual coach and an individual coach is going to get you where you need to be very fast, right? If you cannot afford that or if you're not in a place in your career where you're ready to make that kind of investment, Invest in group coaching in some way, shape, or form. Get a coach that you trust. It's going to be at a discounted rate. You're going to get um, you're going to get to be with other people who are driven and walking that walk with you. So you're going to get that additional accountability. That those additional sounding boards, um, and it and it almost forms kind of like your own mastermind. So it's really important. So I am launching group coaching, and i um, i have a, I have a few spots left. Um, and so if you, I'll, I'll put the um, coupon code for you guys in there, if you want to sign up, but just think about, I would say my final words are, think about where you want to go and think about what a professional would do to accelerate that growth. And I'm talking about a professional athlete. I'm talking about an executive. I'm talking about a real leader. They're going to get the training. They're going to get the direction. They are going to get people to speak into their life. And any good coach is going to hold a mirror up in front of you and show you the best version of yourself, that version that's totally possible. And they're going to help you get there. Um, Don't put it off. Uh, Tony Robbins always says, the road of someday leads to a place called nowhere. So (laughs) make a plan Make a strategic plan to make these changes and don't, you know, people get to where they're going faster because they let go of stuff. It's a lot easier to run when you're not carrying as much stuff. Awesome points.
3: What a great way to end it. Thank you. Yep.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. I love uh, you guys. This is so fun. You coming back next you week? <laughs> if you'll you have me. <laughs> So,
2: folks, this is another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity 2.0, our leadership series with our leadership expert, Sarah Moffat, and we are sounding off for today. If you have any other questions, um, Sarah, I will tag her in the chats, and you can reach out to her if you want to learn more about her program and we will see you all again at the end of the week with we have two i think we have two wow. um, two more going on this week. One with um, Jenny, I believe, I forget Jenny's last name, who from is from the block. Jenny from <laughs> the block. Breaking into cybersecurity and then and then our um, our podcast mashup where we break LinkedIn every Friday. So I watched that. Enough. I watched
1: that last week. It was so good. Yeah, it's pretty awesome
2: y'all tune in (laughs) all righty folks see y'all see you next time Bye. bye bye